Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Dudley Morskin. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Perhaps you would like me to come in there and wash your dick for you, you little shit. You're a hooker? Jesus, I forgot. I just thought I was doing great with you. Everybody who drinks isn't a poet. Some of us drink because we're not poets. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. I've taken the liberty of anticipating your condition, and I've brought you orange juice, coffee, and aspirins. Or do you need to throw up? A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. Usually one must go to a bowling alley to meet a woman of your stature. Do you like movies from the 80s? Do you like Dudley Moore and drinking in New York City? Then you're going to love Arthur. 81, uh, directed by, and this is a bit of a sad story, Steve Gordon, who also wrote it and then uh, uh, died a year after it was released. Sad, 44 years old. Rip. Uh, starring Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli, and John Gielgud. Gielgud, sorry. Um, this movie runs in at a lovely 97 minutes. Made for seven and made uh, just under $100 million in the box office. So to say it was a success. This is easily probably the best and biggest movie that Dudley Moore was in. Um, while I've always seemed to know who Dudley Moore is... I just never regarded him as super prominent, famous actor guy. But I certainly remember Arthur because it's been around for almost as long as I've this been alive. This is like literally the only movie I associate him with. I, I, I know that he did movies like Big Ten and he did another movie with like Father Like Son with Kirk Cameron. That was the body swap movie. And I, I think I saw that one a couple of times, but like I've forgotten anything else he's done. And this like is stuck in my memory this like when i hear dudley moore this is all i think about yeah mm. although he was it's the uh, role he was born to play although he's a, apparently in a very accomplished uh pianist and also i believe is was he a stand-up comedian brent i don't even know no just an actor sure. i don't think he I'm, was i don't think so anyway i can't say he's, no. he was he, he was a comedian but not a but stand-up he didn't I think do he like Obviously, he's a musician too, with the piano piece he plays in. This no, movie. he's a like accomplished um, pianist totally for legit. sure. I knew that, but yep. um, I just I I didn't know if he did stand up. For some reason, he seemed like he, by his his you know his character, that maybe he would do some stand up comedy. But I don't think he did. Honestly, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, this movie was nominated for four Oscars, and that's like super rare for a comedy. Um. Uh, Dudley Moore was nominated for Best Actor but did not win. Um, John Gielgud for Best Supporting Actor as uh, uh, Hobson won. And it also won for uh, Best Original Song, The Best That You Can Do. It was also nominated for Screenplay uh, but did not win for that, which is too bad considering Steve Gordon died a year after it came out, which would have been a nice nice memory for folks. But at least I won a couple Oscars. Rare, like, I mean... um, what comedies usually win Oscars? It's rare. Mm-hmm. He he was yeah. actually a child prodigy with music, and like that, yeah. he, he started out solely as that. He got like 
he got scholarships and and uh, so and he was in bands and jazz it looks like so I didn't realize that I knew that he could play the piano but I didn't realize he was such an accomplished musician Mm -hmm. well fantastic penis is that true (laughs) did it say that pianist John oh pianist I, I'm yes. saying great, Dick, because I call you Dick sometimes. Oh, um, right. Arthur Bach likes to pull a cork. He likes to get a little bit of drink and drunk, uh, like actually super almost blackout drunk. And uh, he gets chauffeured all around the world um, by Bitumen. And he has at home Hobson to look after him. And he's just kind of a drunk socialite, I guess. He doesn't do anything. He drinks, he bangs prostitutes a ton, and he just has a super good time. Sometimes he just thinks funny things and laughs out loud. He laughs in his sleep. He always has such a good time, this Arthur. And uh, But he's got some big, big, big fucking problems. Uh, if he doesn't marry a woman that his granny and his daddy want him to marry, then they're going to cut him off of $750 million. So life goes on. And uh, one night he meets Linda... And Linda is uh, pretty great, according to him. He's, he meets her and sees her trying to steal a tie. He likes everything that she's about because she's a little different. This is Liza Minnelli, by the way. And um, she seems to like him a little bit too, but finds out he's engaged and uh, there's going to be some challenges now. Who's he going to marry? Who's he going to fall in love with? Will he get his money? Will Granny's teeth become more prominent? I don't know. You tell me, Arthur. <laughs> Yeah, he he's forced <laughs> to marry. Um, what is her name again? Like Susan. Susan. No, he's being. Oh, he's yeah, being sorry, forced sorry, to marry sorry, Susan. Sorry. Uh, Johnson. Right. Johnson. I. He's like, I won't tell you. I won't tell you her first name. Jo- our second name. Johnson. It's Johnson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's being forced to marry her by his father, who's and grandmother, who say they'll take away all of his money and th- their. $750 million is what is he is going to get. So, of course, as any rational human being would, <laughs> he starts to consider marrying this woman for that amount of money. Yep. I mean, I would probably marry people for a lot less than $750 million. <laughs> so I, I get it. <laughs> I get that. That's a fuck ton of money in Yeah, in 1981, that's like probably several billion dollars, I would imagine today um and it's yeah i can't say but i mean even if you doubled it like by today's it's, it's probably not it's it's probably not several billion but it's probably like uh, 1.5 or i'm 2 finding billion. it right now are you yeah thank you sir um, i want to look uh, let me guess i'm gonna guess but we both guess i'm gonna say 2.2 billion oh, it's it's 2.1 2.1 billion. Oh, colin so saw it in close. the no, no i did not i said 2.2 mine shows 2.5 2.5 oh it's 2.1 in 2020 I said I said okay. 2.2 and that was I did not look I was reading yep. about his so, classical yeah. music career <laughs> that's a fuck ton of money I'm I like I sometimes in movies I mean, when you watch older movies they're like what did, what did you do it for like 30 grand and I'm like oh well fuck you should be killing people for $30,000 that's <laughs> stupid yeah even if you do a bit of a conversion. But this, like with $750 million, uh, it's a nice, big, thick number. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and like, f- worse for Dudley Moore is that Susan is pretty much, like, 
I don't care if you drink. I don't care if you're never here. And I seem to really not even maybe care if you like do a little bit of bangy bangs on the side. No, I, she's all in it for just. I disagree with that though because she was very, like, the first time. I mean, in the movie, we see her see him go off with another woman. She's fucking right there. She's fucking on it. She's like, "What's going on? Where's Arthur?" I I uh, I interpreted that that it was like she thought that lady was getting in on her like her husband not just being a, a you know a fun prostitute like he's used to doing. I got the sense that she would have dealt with that, but d- didn't want like l- him loving Liza Minnelli and and stealing her husband. So yeah, that's I don't know if between I don't know two. if she's actually in on the the information that the family is whispering over in the corner. They seem to have uh, their eyes and ears. They're private investigators onto what he is doing at all times and because they knew exactly who she was where she lives like they i thought that was actually kind of interesting because they don't really show that again but it was just a tiny little minor detail that i was like holy shit the the family like watches him they have to watch him he's like an embarrassment he can he can hurt he can hurt them right so that kind yeah. of makes sense. Now yeah. them forcing him to marry someone is not cool, and I don't agree with that. But he does seem like he's causing them a lot of trouble for a family how, how as wealthy is, as they are. How old's Arthur supposed to be? I'm guessing like it's gotta be 30 late something. late thirties or like maybe forty, forty one. His yeah. father says he can't wait for him to grow up any longer. I don't know if he says his age when he says that. I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, but late thir- he's easily late thirties. Uh, supposed to be playing. Okay. So it does make sense too that they're like fed up and and they're trying to get these two dynasties to marry for, um, you know, obviously for monetary reasons, which I like. Um, I love how much he enjoys. I enjoy how much he enjoys being drunk, and uh, I also enjoy. I love some of the lines in here that are very quick, but uh, he says like, um, "Isn't fun the best thing to have?" and uh, and he talks about uh, like you know like he's a playboy and a and uh, and he races cars, but he has his weekends off and uh, <laughs> but he's his own but boss. he's his own boss. All of that stuff's great, and uh, I mean like there's so many quotable quotable lines in this this movie, um, almost. Um, rapid fire at times in the restaurant uh, where he's like calling up on the phone to to the the control room like with the whistle and he's like where's my drink where's my drink and he thinks he's hilarious <laughs> which is also <laughs> no, he definitely funny he definitely does so like th- this movie is totally a comedy it, it's funny because I was as I was watching it this time I'm like you could really take two points of view on this movie you could say um, this guy lives a, a life and it's like he seems to have a good time with it and you know whether you would live that life or not you're like ah, like more power to Arthur he's just doing what he loves and that's important in life is to do what you love and then the other part of me would look at it and be like fucking waste of skin this guy is like it doesn't even do anything to add positive to society so like I, I don't have any sympathy for him and I actually want him to be more challenged because fuck that he gets everything and then he gets his cake at the end of the day and he's like I get to have whatever the fuck I want I'm either that's the arc though like is he, the arc is he he comes to terms with uh, becoming an adult because he's been, remained a child for so long and and his decisions keep him in that child world like the money 
allows him to be able to do whatever he wants whenever he wants and he decides to choose you know some something else other than the money he even i think says i grew up or something to someone at the end to her maybe when he goes to get her from the uh from the diner aren't he i know he tells her that hobson died i mean like i i love that uh hobson can see that there is more to arthur than uh meets the eye and that none of the other family really can see it and he loves arthur like unconditionally even though he's a brat and he's bad he's his father yeah yeah he's definitely the figure that he he never had growing up and the relationship between them is is so great hobson is it's the best part of this movie hobson's the he, best part he won the movie. oscar correct he's great yeah, yeah he yeah. is yeah. so funny Moore was nominated yeah yeah and he is so funny in this as well like his lines his dialogue back to arthur when they when they interact i love when they're sitting in the the office outside of his father's and he has to go in and he's waiting and he's like why is no one smiling here no one smiles here and then hobson's <laughs> like there this is where they work they'll smile at lunch <laughs> i yeah. love that line <laughs> they'll smile at lunch and then he's like there's many pictures in this magazine if you're good afterwards we'll go get ice cream <laughs> it's hard yeah. to even tell if he's serious or he's joking about the ice cream i think he's serious about the ice cream he's just got a very perfectly dry sense of humor that he is uh sarcastic and dry with yeah Dudley. it's really that that's the relationship is so great yeah it is really great yes. and i love how their relationship evolves in 90 minutes and to when you see arthur taking care of him and um looking yeah. after him and that that's like where that's where the big arc is i think that's why for me i've always had such a strong pull They're to this movie because it's very simple the arc it's it's oh, that's, but, but it's yeah, that's it's fair. evident are like his his relationship with um Liza Minnelli he's I didn't notice this until recently but like he's not he doesn't drink and get hammered around her on their date he yeah. has some wine at dinner but he doesn't get slobbering drunk um you know like I guess he gets slobbering drunk when he goes over to her house to tell her <laughs> he was drunk before <laughs> yeah, though, that's he didn't true. Drink with yeah him. that's true he's not drinking there but He's very drunk when he goes to her house after he gets engaged. He go, he yeah. calls her and tells her he's getting engaged, then gets engaged and goes to her house after he gets engaged. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Hobson. Just, I didn't want to get off Hobson for a sec, but thank you for a memorable afternoon. Usually one must go to a bowling alley to meet a woman of your stature. <laughs> Like his lines are like he, the way he slays everybody he sees is fucking yeah. awesome. But I think that's also it's another f smart thing they worked into the movie was that um, Liza Minnelli doesn't like the way she treats him. It makes him respect her more. Right. She doesn't treat him falsely or she's not into Arthur for his money. She's actually most of the time early anyways, trying to like resist and get away. And they're just persistent. And he he sees as much in her as I think Arthur does at least gets a glimpse enough to go to her place and try and get them hooked up the other way uh, so it's cool it's kind of the other way that they connect um is when uh they're outside the bus right after they meet her and he keeps throwing zingers at her about like knocking over fruit stands or steal something fashionable and she turns and looks at arthur and then she says i like him or whatever so you yeah. can see that right away um there the these three people all have a similar sense of humor and uh 
are kind of similar compared to the stuffy people that they uh they you know arthur is surrounded by all day so um of course he's yep. drawn to her i mean and i love her her acting with the security guard like <laughs> follows her outside of the department store or whatever her like give me a cop give me a cop well don't you touch me don't you go anywhere <laughs> chester don't you go anywhere uh, and arthur is like totally like who the fuck is this i've got to meet this person yep they have good chemistry arthur arthur and hobson have great chemistry i think liza and hobson have good chemistry and i i, I just think that the interaction between those three which is the primary set it seems to be great right it does mm -hmm. everyone else is is oppositional anyways but their chemistry is great and i think that that uh the movie benefits a huge portion from that yeah like hobson also being like excellent but on top of that just his and dudley's like relationship seems genuine and i, I fucking love that about this movie is that you can it's like a warm bath because you feel good being there with them yeah and also what john yeah. said about about kind of him like being like being a bit of a waste of skin and stuff they do a, they do a good enough job of making the people around him like like um like her linda or susan's father who uh you know is like i'll do anything to to get what i want like i was i was a millionaire but i was 18 because if anyone got my way i'd fuck them over or i'd kill them or whatever and uh arthur's <laughs> just like he like the con the conflict and confrontation between those two different people um you're you're always gonna side with arthur like this guy is like a giant asshole like who like only gives a shit about himself and his money and it the people around him, his daughter or whatever, and, and doesn't give a fuck about anything else. His, his, his father too, I guess, in a sense. The only other person that's likable in this movie is his mother or his grandmother because she has an honest conversation with him and, and she's actually not one of those people. Mm -hmm. I love when she just matter-of-factly just tells him, like, we are ruthless people. Like, do not fuck with us. And yeah. then she's like right back to loving him. Like, like I love you, but there's no negotiating about this. It's my way or the highway. Yeah, you're going to do it. Right? Yep. You're going to do it. Yeah. But then she has a heart at the end because she sees the relationship. She sees the love and she like, and she comes, she comes through it. Like that, that's the thing that I like about it too, is that she's not, she's not just a stick in the mud because she's a stick in the mud. She's not just that, that. You know, you have these secondary characters and like peripheral characters that just are a thing so that they can suit a purpose. And I yeah. like that she has a heart at the end, that there doesn't need to be some great romantic moment or some big life changing moment for her to come around. I just don't need it. I like that well, she, she also, sees them and sees them in love and sees yeah, Arthur she sees making them a tough in a choice, raw right? moment. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. And she's so that makes her not mustache twisting. Yeah. Which would have been a, a big letdown if she had fought him to the end and he had just, you know, they had gotten in a cab and said, we'll start a new life together and drove off. I would have been like, nah, that's what did they do? And, and her motivation for flipping is as well is not just that she sees the human connection or the love between them, but her also her motivation is she couldn't, st she would not be able to stand seeing Arthur being a failure and broke and penniless. And she's not going to allow that to happen to someone in her family. She's just like, your kids will be presidents and senators. And like, she, she, you know, she's not going to let that happen. So like, as much as she threatened and as, as hard as she was, in the end of the day, she was never going to be able to pull that trigger on him. No. She's too, she loves him too much. 
She because she tries Which, to be mean at the end and stuff. So she's like, I will never give this money to you again. This is the last time. Like she's trying to she tries to go from being yeah. like generous to like being like, This is it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes over and talks to her. It's just it's a fun movie too. Like there's not a lot to it. It's it's just it's a fun the 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 dialogue is fun, the the music is okay, like the that they use, it works and it's nice. It's fun, right? The music's fun. I find it kind yeah. of yeah. fits mostly. No, it is. It, yeah. it and the directing is well done. Uh, and I love I love the the way that the uh, the guy directs the movie. Uh, that because a lot of his directing is part of the comedy. So when Arthur's over at her house, drunk, trying to give her the hundred thousand dollars, all of the directing and the editing with the father outside the door listening, and then you hear inside the room when she turns it down, you hear that. <laughs> And then it cuts to him. And he's like outside <laughs> freaking out. And then when Arthur walks away to leave, it stays on her. And he, then you can hear the clothing. And then the camera pans over and he's in the closet. <laughs> She's like, closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the directing. It yeah, the directing is smart too with the comedy. It's, it's funny because of the directing a lot of the time. Yeah. The, which is yeah. hard to pull off yeah. in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, you're right. It's true. It's um, it's kind of refreshing to find movies this this simple. Because um, when you get a story and a structure this simple, then it, you just rely on good characters and good acting. And because the core trio in this one works so well, it really works well for this movie. Yeah, it'd be hard to... So what do you think about this? Is this the second me? time you've seen this, John? I think both me and Brent are a bit sycophantic about this, and you're kind of the control in this one, really. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it as much, um, like maybe twice before. And like, you would kind of see it on TV, but if you come into this movie halfway through, I don't think it has quite the same luster because it's not a. Th- this movie has some heart to it um, that it works really hard to develop, and the, the father son story. Um, kind of with Hobson and and with Arthur, um, like there's some really big moments. You can see why uh, um, um, Gilgud won this. Like the the whole line where he's like, "You spoil little bastard. You're a man who has everything, uh, haven't you?" But that's not enough. You feel unloved. Well, you know, welcome to the real world. He says, "Everyone's unloved. Now stop feeling sorry for yourself." And incidentally, I love you. Like that scene, like really punches with some emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a, the big turning point for Arthur because after he gets that scolding is when he really like shifts and, and makes a decision to go the other way to give it all up for the lady that he loves. Yeah, in the end when Hobson, mm-hmm. ha- they have some real good sentimental moments a couple of times. They have that moment and then they have the moment where um, he he gives him all of the presents and he says he's scared and then at the end when, when he says you're a good son so as much as this is a comedy, there is some really serious drama in here as well. Yeah, it is such a comedy, yeah, no, but it, it doesn't it it doesn't feel out of tone for the movie. No, because because Hobson keeps you know his illness secret for a bit, but they give a little bit of a trickle. He's sick a day here. He's you know got a cold, and then they then they start to lay it on a bit more thick, and it just. I don't know. Like it wouldn't work so well if if his and Arthur's chemistry wasn't so good. And it, 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 there's so there's a couple of scenes beforehand where Hobson gives him the shit, and then Arthur laughs it off, even though he's like basically saying, "Hey, fuck you, little shit." He's like, hey, hey, hey. 
get me a martini. Yes. He smacks him in the you head know. in the tub. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Arthur like knows because that's the relationship they have, and it totally makes the father son thing come alive between the two of them. So they're able to punch that like interject with the with the humor, which is pretty constant throughout the movie, with some of those powerful moments and that that stuff for me is more powerful than the than the love and that i'm getting from him and uh liza minnelli like their relationship seems seems good and strong and a good thing to build on but but it's his and hobson's that's the strongest yeah absolutely and i think there's a little bit of stake raising at the end should be and there's a little bit of stake raising at the end with uh where his fa- where her father beats up Arthur, tries to stab him, and he's him. going for the knife, <laughs> and he he takes the knife out of the cheese. He's like, "You think he wants some cheese?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, I don't think about cheese." And they like coming after him, and the grandmother, the one who slaps him, and is like, "Don't fucking screw with me, Bert." Yeah, I fucking have you killed. Yeah, like she she is so powerful. Like that's why she doesn't have to ask his father. At the end of the movie, she's just like, you get your $750 million, boom. Like, she's like, I'm the decider. Yeah. Oh, she pulls the strings still. She's the yeah. matriarch. Yeah, 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 which is great. Like, she she has the power to do it. You never question any of these, the motives are, you never question, like, if she can do that. Like, you know she can. She can do anything she fucking wants. <laughs> is there any bad things before we, like, see if it holds up or not? Any Any down? Anything bad? I'm biased, I gotta be honest. Very little that I could think of that is... I'm biased too, but this movie's nice and short. It's got lots of little quips. Dudley Moore and um, his character have a lot that that gives you um, breath in between the spaces because of the little quips and everything, right? Yeah. Liza Minnelli's good. I mean, fucking Hobson is brilliant. Um, everyone else in this movie does what they're supposed to. Susan's effective. I like Susan in this. I like She's, her too. I don't know if you've seen the remake, but Jennifer Garner is like a bad version of Susan. Yeah, I mean, the remake uh, of this is, because this movie is so why? good, the remake is so bad. And Who is Arthur in the remake? It was Russell Brand. Russell Brand. And, Helen, and you know what? I think he doesn't do a terrible and job. And Helen Mirren it, plays Hobson, so they put a female in the Hobson role, which I liked the idea of doing that. I thought that was kind of a smart idea. But like at the end of the day, I thought she was good actually too. Well, she's a great actress. Helen Mirren's always. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, like this movie is is still so good that it kind of makes that movie even look worse. I mean, if this didn't exist, that movie might be better even a little bit. And Dudley Moore is physical. Anna Faris, Russell Brand, yeah, Helen Mirren. The cast was there. It was, and and the physical comedy that Dudley Moore does in this movie is shocking. Yeah, he's pretty great. Just the way yeah. he handles a glass on the side of the car and how he can put it on that just he never puts it up higher. He wants he always keeps putting it on that angle and then like checking to see if it's gonna fall off and then and then instead of moving it, he just <laughs> walks away. I like Johnny, that. do you have any negatives? Um, no, I mean I like I like the humor in this movie. I like the relationships. I, I have a hard time sympathizing for Arthur. So his arc isn't as powerful to me. Like he's just a whiny rich kid who doesn't want to work. And what he ends up winning at the end of the day, along with the woman he loves is that he doesn't ever have to work. And that's like, Oh my God. And they show that so, so beautifully uh, humorously when her, her father, his, his fiance's father tells him that he's going to punish Arthur if he makes her, if he makes her unhappy. And then he says, and I've talked to your dad and and you're going to come work for me. And he puts his hand around Arthur and Arthur's like, "Ah, she's not happy already. (laughs) 
he thinks that's the punishment. He thinks that is like yeah. a punishment. You're totally right. But once again, he's grown up with $750 million. He doesn't know what work is. I know. And at the end of the movie, he's, just, he's excited not... about working. He's like, he's going to get a job. And he's going to eat some, going to come home to her and, and eat some disgusting food. <laughs> See, usually, usually in movies where you have a, a rich main character who like wants to break free of the family riches or do something like that, they're like a sensible character. Arthur's like just ridiculous the whole way. So it it doesn't ruin anything for me because the movie is very, very charming. I just, when Arthur gets to the end, I'm like, yeah, I fucking saw that coming. Like, I wonder if even Arthur knew that Granny's threat was like bore no fruit. He, he did seem to be fairly concerned about it, but he's fucking drunk all the time. So if he had sat down and actually thought about it, probably would have been like, they'll fucking let me do what I want. They can't see me on the street. That'd be worse for them than anything else. So, but for, but, for, but, but like I said, that doesn't drag anything down. Liza Minnelli is actually like, I don't have a lot of exposure to her in movies. I mean, other than in, uh, uh the, the Arrested show, development. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arrested development. So, I mean, I knew she was a, a actor, singer, performer, uh, comedian, all that kind of stuff. It's very charming in this movie. She has a lot of great energy. She brings to the, to the role. And, um, she does a great job. I don't, I think Dudley Moore does a good job and he's like, sells it as a drunk guy. If you were annoyed by drunk people, you might find this movie annoying. Cause he is like drunk and laughing outrageously a lot. Um, and, uh, Hobson just steals the show man. fucking solid shit. So yeah, it comes together. It holds up for sure. This is a, this is a good solid comedy. Um, check it out and, um, you know, laugh your butt off a little bit. Yeah. It holds up for me. Of course. Um, you must. Where's the rest of this moose? <laughs> <laughs> the moose scene is hilarious. Like some of his drunk banter is some of the best. You must have like, hated like, this like, moose. Will yeah. you forget about the moose Apparently, for a moment? And then he looks at the moose as soon as he says that. Apparently, what brand? Apparently, one of the lighting techs um, fell off of a ladder while he was doing that scene because he was laughing so hard. Uh, I <laughs> he was doing that moose scene and he couldn't fucking keep his shit together. He fell right off of the well, ladder. Well, that's oh that's that is my favorite scene of the movie. And and when, if I'm ever in a bad mood, I, I could turn that on and I could just watch that one scene. And uh, I love it. I just love the dialogue. I love the acting. The guy who plays the father is fucking nails it as well like you can give it all to Dudley Moore but the fact that that guy can stay straight faced through that is and stay mean is a testament to his acting yep (laughs) Yep. true story what do you got Um, it holds up to me I mean this is a movie I I I learned from my dad um, who liked it in a rare moment of good taste and I fucking have loved it ever since. And Colin and I bonded over this movie. And oh, yeah. I mean, probably once or twice a year we'll get drunk and this will come up and then we'll just end up watching Arthur drunk at late at yeah, night. Yeah, that's is totally true. For, it's great. For this movie. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. We what have talked sweet about story. that before. And we, me and Brent definitely have watched this a couple times over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good nice. movie, man. I, I, I like this movie. This movie also has... Because it's old, it has like that fuzz on it. So it's like a nice warm blanket when you see it. It's not all high def and digital. Yeah, it's got that cinematography yeah, yeah. to it where with the film. It's yeah. very, yeah, you can really feel the, the... Feels like a hug. Like one of those oh. old New York movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love like the, the, it's gaudy that the wealth is like oppressive and in your face and big boxy Rolls Royce and all that other shit. Yeah. Butlers Back when you could be rich without people being mad at you. Yeah. And when you could have... Um, yeah, 
Yeah, lots of money. Yeah. Well, very interesting. Very interesting. Arthur holds up. I guess we did expect that because um, it's a damn funny movie. So there it is. Um, get ready for what's coming in the month of March now, folks. Uh, we started off with They Live. Go check that out if you're in Canada on Netflix right now while it's there. John Carpenter because um, that's what we're doing. So go check it out. Then we have Redford and uh, Brad Pitt in Spy Game, The Fugitive with Mr. Harrison Ford. And then Fargo, Francis McDormand. Uh, got this couple of, well, maybe one particularly possible not great movie in They Live, but it's got some like cult following status. So I think we'll have a good time watching that one. Uh, all the others, uh, some big names coming at you. So we got a big March coming. Looking forward to it. Uh, and then probably we'll follow up with some April episodes. What do you say, guys? Uh, if April follows March, otherwise September. Yeah. Okay. We're still here in April. All right. And uh, yeah. we haven't been, <laughs> if we haven't been nuked by Russia or anything, then we'll do it. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Watch out for They Live. We'll drop that next Sunday. Thanks for coming to this one. Arthur's a good one to check out. So make sure you do that. Um, we appreciate you listening keep on doing it and we'll talk to you real soon we'll see you next time and as always enjoy your shit thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on Instagram our handle is holdup underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two add a movie to our wish list and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.